to the Independent Girls podcast. This podcast is all about combining practical advice with mindset magic to help you build a business that gives you freedom, flexibility and fulfillment. Consider it your weekly pep talk and mini coaching session. I'm Julia Day, a business coach and founder of the Independent Girls Collective an exclusive members-only platform which gives you access to tons of courses, resources and expert workshops from industry insiders to make the scary parts of running your business simple. We have every type of business resource you could possibly need, from business plan and contract templates to accounting spreadsheets and financial planners to new launch planners and content calendars. A new course is released every single month. These come with a workbook and resources to help you implement what you've learned into your business and previous courses have included Discover Your Perfect Pricing, Finding Financial Security and Self-Employment, Managing Your Money and Launching to Success. In addition to all of this, you'll also get access to our network of incredible UK businesswomen to support you on your journey. It can be lonely being in business, but it doesn't have to be, which is why our community is here to help you grow your business and get the help and support you need. You can become a member of the Independent Girls Collective by going to independentgirlscollective.com and there's also a link to join us and become a member in the show notes of this episode as well. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast guys. I hope you're well despite the scary news at the moment. I'm going to carry on this podcast as normal. Honestly I think there's a lot of noise out there at the moment and personally when I listen to podcasts I'm looking for an uplifting escape and I want to keep providing that for you through the Independent Girls podcast. My guest today is Jen Eastwood, founder of Rock Rose Digital. Jen provides freelance social media management, consultancy and copywriting for purpose-driven small businesses and she's bloody good at it as well. Jen shares such great advice for small businesses using social media to grow their business and she also talks openly about mental health and her own experience of managing mental illness. Jen is flying the flag for heart-centered businesses and I'm so excited to share her wisdom with you today. So Jen, thank you so much for being my guest today. Would you mind introducing yourself and what you do for anyone who doesn't follow you already? Hey, um, yeah, thank you so much for having me, Julia. Um, so I am Jen Eastwood. I am the face behind Rock Rose Digital. So I am a freelance social media consultant, coach, um, and I'm also branching out into bits of copywriting. Um, I specialize in working with other people who have a purpose and a passion for making the world a bit of a better place. Um, stuff that's a little bit deeper than just making a big load of money. You know, people who want to have an impact on the world, whether it's um, big or small. Um, yeah, that's what lights me up. Amazing. So how did you get started with Rock Rose? What was your kind of career path before you decided to go freelance? My early, my first career, I guess you could call it, was actually in hospitality. I worked in there for about 12 years um, from like started as a little waitress and I was about 16, like most people do, and worked up to managing a Michelin star restaurant by the time I was about 27, um, which was an absolute dream role. But unfortunately, hospitality wasn't very kind to me. I had a few really, really horrid things. And one thing actually ended up in descending into PTSD, which made me quit the industry completely. Um, and then I had a couple of years of limbo. I was kind of pretty much grieving the loss of my previous career because it had been my life. You know, it's not just a 40 hour a week job either. It's, yeah. you know, at least double that. Um, and I'd put so much of my heart and soul into that career. 
and that's all I'd ever envisaged doing for the rest of my life. Um, and the only time that I'd ever really thought about owning my own business was to have my own little like gastro pub or B&B or something. Um, so then, yeah, when I left the industry, I was heartbroken and as well as dealing with PTSD, I was having to try and work out what the hell I wanted to do with my life. So I coasted for a bit, copping from like one bad temp job to another. And despite all of my um, like massive amounts of transferable skills, um, recruiters and um, employers could only, they couldn't look past my job titles. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that I didn't have any actual real experience, if you want to call it that, in other roles outside of hospitality, they weren't interested, despite the fact that I'd done loads of other stuff. Um, and yeah, then uh, someone who I'd worked with at an outside catering company, she was a digital marketer, she had her own agency, she'd always wanted me to work with her. So as soon as I was like, I hate this, I'm, I'm leaving temp work, um, she snapped me up. Um, worked with her and her agency for a year. And then um, I was actually made redundant just before Christmas a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was quite sick of working for other people yeah. and being held accountable to other people. And yeah, I just found that I was constantly being let down, messed around, loads of people over promising stuff and and not delivering. Um, and my mental health was in the weeds completely at this point through because of the redundancy and a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. And um, I didn't quite know what to do. I couldn't commit to a full or even a part-time role at the time. My mental health was that bad. So just to keep a roof over my head, I was like, yeah, I'll just like start trying to do a bit of social media for people. Um, it took about two months to get my first client who was a local podiatrist. Um, and at the time I was living off benefits, universal credit you can actually get if you're a new business, which mm. is quite handy. Um, and yeah, it kind of grew from there. It probably took until about nine months in of starting Rock Rose for me to feel like a bit of a business owner and like this might become a long-term thing. And then, yeah, in the last year, so I've been going for two years now, and I'd say, yeah, in the last year, I couldn't imagine doing anything else now. I absolutely love it. Yeah, what an incredible story as well. I feel like so many people have that same, like, and I don't know if it's just maybe, like, our generation or something, but I guess to the point where you've got a job and you work in so many hours and, like, constantly being let down and you just go, for the sake of my mental health, I'm just going to do my own thing. It's crazy. Yeah, I think... Certainly our generation, I think it's, we want something more from a job. It's not just something to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, and I think previous generations, there's been a bit of a, a stamp of pride, I guess, in saying that you've been at a job for a long amount of time. You know, you stay there. Um, whereas certainly with me, it's like hospitality, you're moving around every 18 months, maybe mm. less than that to new jobs to try and work up the career ladder because places move on so fast. Um, and I think after hospitality, I knew that I needed something that fulfilled me. And if, you know, I, I know that if I'm working for someone who isn't treating me well, isn't respecting me, isn't paying me on time, and it's really difficult to show up, then my mental health rapidly descends from there. So um, it's, yeah, it's self-preservation for sure. Yeah, same here. And I think as well, like, because obviously we've come up, come out of a recession sort of around the time, it's around the time that like we started getting jobs and stuff. And yeah, it, it's just not, it's not what happens now. You don't just get a job at a company. 
as soon as you finish school or as soon as you graduate and stay there until you retire and I think the thing is I definitely when I came out I got a graduate job and I felt so grateful that I got one because most of my friends didn't have that kind of look and I kind of felt like oh well I owe my like livelihood to this business now but you kind of realize that you're not getting the same loyalty back as you're giving to the company and I think we're, we're like less willing to put up with that shit I guess yeah definitely um I think especially when the world is so transient as well mm. um you know we can just kind of especially when you're younger and you've not got as many responsibilities it's a lot easier to just kind of pick yourself up and go work somewhere else um whether that's another town city country you know wherever um and I think being younger and not really wanting to take shit from like bad bosses or knowing that we're worthy of more than that mm. um yeah I think I don't see the problem with job hopping or moving around you know if something that isn't fulfilling you um life's too short to work for bad people or bad companies and to not be happy at work you spend so much time there yeah big hell yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> have you found that your mental health has improved now that you're working for yourself yeah infinitely um i would say i think i did an igtv on this last year um and without any sort of hyperbole behind it freelancing saved my life mm. um it gave me a purpose so kind of um when i did start rock rose like a mild kind of trigger warning i guess um i was not in a good place at all and i was my 30th birthday was looming and i was actively planning to not be here for that um which is really crazy how much my life has turned around since then you know in just a very short space of time i now couldn't imagine being in that place at all and being so desperate and not wanting to like be alive basically um but freelancing it gave me a, a reason to kind of get out of bed a reason to show up for myself um, and then I had to show up for clients and I made sure that all of my meetings were face to face. So like, I had to be presentable and um, get out of the house. And gradually over time, it's built up confidence in myself and my capabilities and that I can do something. Um, and so many people at the time when I started Rock Rose, they were like, that's going to be too much pressure for you. It's going to send you under. Are you mm-hmm. sure you want to do this? Um, and I'm really stubborn and I have to learn <laughs> things the hard way. Um, and you know what I'm really pleased that I've kind of proved people wrong um there's been times sure where it's really difficult you know you're lonely or things have ended with a client um or I've had a really horrid experience with a client before and that sent me under Mm -hmm. um or saying yes to too much stuff and hitting burnout like it's really really tricky to balance it but I would say having the flexibility and autonomy over my own routine, my own day. Um, You know, if I'm not feeling it in the morning, I can just like have an extra hour of sleep or I can go for a walk instead of having to feel pressured to show up and be in an office for a specific time of day and be accountable to someone else. Like I can, I can just do what I want and that's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so important as well. And I think even just, having that freedom to have your own purpose and it not be like to make money for this company really does give you that purpose and that kind of like burst of life. I sometimes find because I've suffered with mental health I quite easily set off by stuff so like I don't know I think because 
obviously when you work for yourself you do have to have the difficult conversations and you don't have someone going you know what you did was the right thing I think you did well I sometimes find that quite difficult to deal with as someone who's like had a history of mental health problems but I still would pick it a hundred times over working for someone else yeah I know what you mean um not having that I guess just a support system someone to bounce ideas off ask for advice um you know how to handle a certain situation can be tough Mm -hmm. and I also find um I guess not having people for like a little bits of validation yeah I guess I thrive off praise and positive reinforcement I'm like a little puppy (laughs) (laughs) and I yeah I do miss that I guess and that's not to say I don't get good feedback off my clients I do but a lot of them I think the majority of my clients are long-term retainers so it's not like it's the one-off project and I get a really good bit of feedback when it finished yeah or finishes because I don't do that as much um at the moment um so you know it's not like every single little bit of work I do for someone they're gonna give me a glowing testimonial it just doesn't work like that so um, certainly the minute while the majority of my clients are ongoing projects and kind of longer term retainers um, I think I'm missing that element of things um, I found that the freelance community um, kind of like your group and there's a few other places I hang out online with other freelancers they're really really good for bouncing ideas off when there is something difficult going on like how to approach something with a client or how to have a difficult conversation or even just a rant um, I yeah. find that those little pockets of the internet kind of really pick up where there's a lack in like, you know, real people to bounce stuff off. Yeah, because you forget how, um, I don't know what the word is, like soothing maybe is to like have a co-worker and vent to them about how your boss is being a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. you you miss that like camaraderie, I think. But like there was a time where... Um, one of my best friends is freelance as well and we would just meet up and complain about stuff because <laughs> I think we were both just going through a difficult period at the same time and then we just leave like I feel so much better now thank you for listening to me rant um that's exactly it and yeah finding someone that understands because I could chat my other half's ears off I'm sure you might be like this with Kev yeah Kev got like a normal job he does have a that. normal job in air quotes yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dave does too, and I could chat to him until I'm blue in the face about freelancing or whatever's going on, especially if it's something specific to social media. I can always yeah. see his eyes glaze over. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, this just isn't fulfilling. I need someone to properly vent at. <laughs> yeah, you need someone who gets it, and I find with Kev as well, or like um, sometimes if I'm talking to the family, they're like, well, you chose to work for yourself, and I'm like, all right, well, you chose to get a job, so... I'll remind you of that next time you want to complain about your boss but I think with Kev sometimes he gets frustrated because he's quite into like photography so he'll be like oh this photo that I put on Instagram's got like no likes and I'm like well your caption's not very engaging and like you haven't really used a lot of hashtags and you've not tagged the location and he's just like I'm just trying to live (laughs) (laughs) I love that I think this thing that Dave struggle with, struggles with the most, certainly in like the first year where my income was so unstable. I remember this time last year, like last January was the lowest I've earned since I started Rock Rose. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of really battling with kind of head and heart over whether to start looking for 
proper work in inverted commas, mm. um, even just a part-time thing or a temp thing. And Dave really struggles with um, kind of money instability, I think. Whereas I have, like I said before, when I started Rock Rose, I was I had zero money. I was regularly having to choose between putting money on like the electric meter in the silly flat that I was living in um, or food. Um, and it was really tough. But I think mm-hmm. because of that, if I do have a dip in clients, it doesn't scare me as much because I know I can survive without no money. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I know that if there's ever been like gaps in my income or maybe a dip in clients, he's always tried to like hint or like, maybe you need to get a normal job. I'm like, no, <laughs> I will make this work. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'll say it to Kev if I, because I'm just like quite prone to um, catastrophize and stuff, which is something I knew, but I've only recently realized that it's not like at a normal level. Okay. I was like, I was like, what do you mean people don't get really upset when they have a minor inconvenience? <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll kind of say to Kev like, oh, maybe, maybe I should just get a job. And he's like, yeah, maybe you should. And I'm like, how dare you say that to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I totally got it. But I think that's a really good segue into talking a bit about community because I know that's something that you're super passionate about. And you also run your own community as well, Ladies and Laptops, which is online and also um, in person in Shrewsbury where you're based. So how did that come about? Um, So when I very first started Rock Rose, I was actually living up in Warrington and um, hanging out with a... um, I'd say female empowerment, kind of networking community up in Manchester. Mm. And their meetups were amazing. It wasn't, I'd been to a lot of networking meetings before, um, both for the agency that I'd worked for and um, in my hospitality days. And they were all quite fake and forced and, you know, your 30 second pitch kind of thing. And um, really, really heavily salesy and not really focused on community. Whereas this one in Manchester that um, unfortunately isn't going anymore, um, it was all about community and also about empowering each other and um, and learning soft skills, mm. um, which quite often isn't taught. And in the community, it wasn't just self-employed women. It was women who were um, kind of pioneering in their careers and trying to do some different stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite nice that it was a good old mix of girls. Um, and when I moved down to Shrewsbury, I think I ended up going to one of their meetups. Um, it ended up costing me like a hundred quid for the full day, you know, mm. with the train and then the ticket for the event yeah. and um, everything else in between. I was like, I, I can't do this. Um, but I really missed that sense of kind of, I guess, belonging mm. um, in a group of people who got it. Um, and, you know, when I moved down to Shrewsbury, I moved down here for Dave about 18 months ago. And I knew no one. Um, so I kind of just started reaching out to a few people on Instagram, like seeing what girls were doing their own thing around here, um, messaging a few people. And the girl that I run Ladies and Laptops with um, is one of the first people that I met. met sorry. And um, yeah, she had no idea who I was because at the time I wasn't putting my face in front of my brand. So she met up for me with went up with me for a coffee and she had no clue what I looked like, Aww. like a blind date. Um, yeah, and I ran the idea past her and she, yeah, it started off with her just inviting some of her friends who were self-employed and 
it's grown from there. I think it started off as about 50 people um, who were all her contacts. And now I think we've got like 250, which is amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. And I think a lot of small business owners maybe think that, you know, community isn't really important for them because maybe they enjoy working alone or they don't literally like run a community like we do. But it really is such an important thing for small business owners, perfectly illustrated by what we were saying about kind of like talking to our boyfriends and them not really understanding it. So could you share a little bit about why you think that community is something to embrace for every small business owner? Um, Yeah, I think, you know, we're not islands. We're not on, you know, we're not, it's not healthy to do this alone, I don't think. Um, or to feel like you're doing it alone. You may be you know, running your own business, you may be a sole trader, but there are so many other people who are also in the same boat and we can learn from each other, um, take inspiration from each other. And because I think otherwise, if you do isolate yourself and feel like you're doing it alone, it's so much harder. And yeah. you know, you're wasting all of your time on Google or making mistakes, whereas building up a community around you it's support like we said for like the rants on the bad days but you can also (laughs) learn from each other you know maybe get recommendations for something that might have worked for someone else and see if you can make it work for you even things like accountants or Mm. um sharing resources um you know i'm about to get my own office and i'm going to be offering hot desking to any of the girls and ladies and laptops who might just need a place to pop up for the day you know and to get some get the head down and do some work yeah. um and it's through community i've built up so many amazing relationships like you and um so many people online who are in like either do social media or do marketing or business stuff um and it's kind of yeah it's just so much nicer it's a nicer way to be i'm all about community over competition like I was chatting to someone in my comments on Instagram the other day Mm. um, who was in Airbnb somewhere and they said that they just blocked um, a load of uh, competitors in their area who were following them and not, you know, they were just spying on them. Yeah. It's like, well, you could see them as competition and block them, which kind of could be a little bit difficult and cause problems, or you could... Um, maybe drop them a message, see about collaborating with them. You know, if they're local, could you do a, a an event together or something, you know, and approach it from a place of, like, love without sounding too, like, wanky. Um, <laughs> I think everything is so much better when you approach it from a place of love or, or what can we do together rather than working, um, like, against each other. Yeah, that's so true. And actually, like, it's a really nice thing to be able to do to say, like, actually, I don't think that you're quite right for working with me. But I do know someone who does something similar. And I think they'd be a bit better suited. Like, it's not the thing is, like, there's always going to be competition. So you may as well, like, be friends. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, and I think that's a really good example. I had someone inquire with me a few weeks ago for an amazing project that sounded like just a dreamy, but they needed someone to be local to London, which I'm obviously not, and it's not convenient for me to be down there um, a lot. Um, so because I've built up a really strong community with people, straight away I was like, right, I know X, Y, Z people who can either, I can either recommend you to, or they will be able to help you find someone who would be great for what you need. 
And then that makes me look good because I've been able to help this client's problem without them having to stress about it. I've I've been able to refer a really nice bit of work to someone I know. Um, And potentially the client might come back to me for something else in the future because I've been so helpful and lovely about it all. Um, So yeah, it's kind of a win-win situation for everybody. Yeah, totally. And I think people really underestimate that, like the power of actually being a nice person because it does stick with people. Like there's a lot of stuff um, where I'll like refer them to someone else or like I share other coaches a lot. And sometimes people are like, why are you sharing other coaches? Like just promote your own stuff. And I'm like, well, we don't all do the same thing. And like, I'd rather be helpful to them. And also I think if you're like, if you're kind to someone and you help them out, obviously there's boundaries and stuff but if people are asking me for advice or something in my dms or comments i'll always reply because a lot of the time they're the people who become clients because they're like oh, i remember her she helped me out for free and she was super nice about it as well um so you know yeah. i'm like gonna be a nice person to work with i'm not all about the cash oh yeah definitely people remember kindness it's that quote isn't it people remember how you made them feel yeah um yeah, I am all about trying to be nice and helpful, obviously with boundaries, but yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's just a nicer way to do business, I think. Yeah, it's nicer for everyone else, but it's also nicer for you because it's not nice to constantly feel scared of competition or like keeping your eye on people who like are doing the same thing and trying to like one-up them. It's just not a nice way to live for your mental health. So for small business owners who are maybe working from home, maybe they've just started out and they're um feeling a little bit isolated or they are trying to kind of like build a community around what they do in their business what kind of steps can they take on and offline to get that community kind of growing i guess um so for me i started out reaching out to other local business owners um Mm -hmm. who look like my kind of people i found instagram to be a really good way of hunting these people down Mm -hmm. because you can use the location feature to see what posts have just gone on um, in your area so yeah I did a little bit of snooping reaching out to people and those relationships might stay online or they might develop to be real life you know people I found people are generally quite receptive to you asking if you want to go for a coffee or a glass of wine or something um, and if people don't then they don't it's fine move on <laughs> nothing lost um, and um, real life, I'd say try and go to networking events um, and try and learn which kind of networking events you like. You know, not every networking event suits everybody. Like the super formal BNI type stuff doesn't suit me, but it might somebody else, or you never know who you're going to meet at those. Um, and if you don't, if there's nothing that you like, maybe consider setting one up like I did. Um, or try and find places where other freelancers hang out in real life you know where do they co-work are there any offices where you might be able to hot desk from um there's a scheme in Shrewsbury that does offer hot desking um and co-working in offices that have just got a few extra desks which is quite nice yeah um so that's another good way of kind of meeting new people um yeah it's it's about being proactive I think that's the key thing you can't just sit at home and expect people to uh, drag you out of your house and cure your loneliness you do have to um you do have to show up 
and take that action and you know get outside go and see people or make the first steps and try and you know drop people messages on instagram um there's a few other good places to hang out online as well i love um freelance heroes yeah and being freelance about like really that. amazing groups um that i really recommend being a part of and their worldwide communities but you can always find people who are local to you or people who do the same as you to kind of help build up your support network there absolutely such a good point what about in terms of finding clients because I feel like especially online and with what we do it it is very much like a community centric world and if you have that kind of community around what you do people who love what you do it can be so beneficial in terms of actually you know getting clients as well um so what can people do to start building that community like around what they actually do in their business? Um, I'd say it's showing up and giving as much value and help as possible. Um, that has always been my thing since day one. Um, kind of giving marketing tips, giving social media tips and showing how good I am. People love to learn mm-hmm. and feel like they've been helped. Um, and from there, um, I always try and find similar businesses who uh, maybe have a similar approach to me to social media and I share their content and if you tag them in or let them know that you've shared it they really appreciate that and then they tend to do the same for you and then you build up your community that way you know you're getting more eyes on your business people who are like-minded sharing your stuff it's a really it's a really kind of wonderful tool um and it's just nice to kind of help other people out and share their stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I used to feel like sharing other people's stuff was a bit like baggy and like they would it would just annoy people, but it genuinely doesn't. Whenever people share my stuff, and I'm sure you're the same, like I just feel so grateful. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe people want to share what I have to say. Like I would never think of it the way that I used to think other people would think about me doing it. Um so oh it, yeah totally yeah like, yes someone thinks it's valuable enough <laughs> to share to their audience yeah I'm like thrilled I'm like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> um so if you are a bit worried about like sharing other people's content or like if you feel like you're annoying people if you like comment or message you genuinely aren't like it's such a nice feeling to get a dm or to see someone shared what you put or um like to to receive a comment because it's it's so easy for someone to like but to comment that takes like a couple of minutes um, especially something that's a really heartfelt comment you know a good few sentences or more than this is great um you know something because it's a bit juicy I, I really enjoy proper comments and dms yeah me too like when you get a post where there's an actual conversation going on in the comments like you know you've done a good job with that yeah i love that me too so um let's talk trends because i feel like you really know your stuff in this area oh really yeah like social trends so one question i have is how can small businesses recognize and use trends to their advantage so i'm thinking the dolly parton challenge is like a recent one yeah um i think it's i guess approaching everything with an open mind um kind of literally anything could has a potential to kind of become a lesson for content which you can use and maybe share with your audience um 
And the Dolly Parton trend, uh, the Dolly Parton meme challenge, I guess it's being quick off the mark, like having your finger on the pulse and reacting mm. quickly and understanding if you can bring, if you can kind of, I guess, turn it around quick enough um, to have your own version of something um, or, um, yeah, if you can put enough of like your own stamp on something, you know, your own value your own opinions on things quite often you see people jumping on trends um a big one at the minute is with social media graphics a lot of social media people and marketing people are using like the um bar graphs and pie charts and stuff like that there's a lot of really same graphics going around at the minute um which is great and fine but i think now that we've seen a lot of it it's okay how can you take that to the next step and put your own spin on it make it a little bit more uniquely you and not just jumping on a bandwagon and copying what everyone else is doing um and I think it's understanding why you're doing it are you just doing it because it's a popular thing at the minute or is it actually something that your audience are going to um find interesting or relate to yeah understanding kind of your intentions behind getting on a trend I think is really important yeah absolutely and I think what you kind of touched on there as well like you've got to think about whether it's actually engaging your audience like I think yeah if your audience is people who I guess are like us like online kind of businesses we're a bit bored of the bar charts now like do something different yeah yeah which is exactly why I actually didn't get involved in it I was toying with it for ages like how can I do this and still retain my like aesthetic and how I do things and I was like I don't think I I can without it looking really shit so I'm just gonna not and just continue doing my own stuff yeah and that's so important as well like knowing when it's not gonna fit with what you do yeah yeah um and I think like business owners are really busy as well obviously we know that <laughs> so what do they kind of need to be looking out for when it comes to um like social media trends or like um even what social media to like to to get on board with because I think it's really tempting to just have a profile on every single type of social media and obviously it's good to like reserve your handle in case you do but it it's really hard to try and create actual like valuable really good content over like five different platforms so um how can people kind of understand like what they actually need to be on and like what they should maybe be posting and what kind of trends they should be taking note of for their own business yeah um so i think it all comes down to how much research you do at the beginning like really deep diving into your perfect for you customer Mm. um what they look like what they enjoy how they use the platforms um where do they hang out um and then trying to work out which take take a i guess a bit of research into your competitors, if you want to call them that, other people who mm. do this, who do similar as you, or other people in your local area, and the big influencers or the big leaders in your industry, seeing how they're using each platform as well, and what kind of content they're using, um, and how your audience are responding to it, or if they're responding to it at all, like who is responding to um, the like other people's content, um, and making your own decision from there. Um, I think too many people 
like you said, they get every get a profile on every single platform and then really, really struggle to maintain it and then say that social media isn't working. But it's so much better to find out which is going to be the absolute best one, certainly in the early days of your business and growth. Mm. Find out which is going to be the best one for you and put your all into it, all of your time, all of your energy, making amazing, amazing content. Um, and then if and when you feel ready to add another platform into your tool belt, then you can do it when you feel ready um, rather than trying to spread yourself too thin too soon um, because that beginning part, like the first year, I'd say, or two of starting your business and running your social media platforms, it takes ages to get things going. It's like trying to push a big boulder up a hill. Yeah. Um, you've got to really, really work hard to build that momentum, sow those seeds and just wait for things to start blooming. And it can be really, really hard, really demotivating and discouraging. And um, I think you're trying to do that on like four or five platforms without really giving too much thought about why you're using them. Um, it's really, really difficult, but it's kind of easier to put all of your energy into, like literally all of your eggs into one basket <laughs> and then grow from there. Um, um, and in terms of trends and stuff, I guess it's being realistic about um your time as well there is no point saying that you're going to commit to one igtv a week and a blog a week and a podcast and daily posting plus stories um as well as running your business if you've really really not got the time to do it um i learned last year that posting every single day for me isn't something that i can do consistently mm. so i try and post three times a week now and that's working really really well for me um, so it's about being realistic about what is going to work for your audience, what is going to work for actually growing your business. You know, posting too little isn't going to effectively grow your business. And but also what works for you and your time. And you know, making sure it's better to make say one really really good post a week than five kind of crappy half-hearted ones. So I think that's a big thing um, for me. Like I am, even though female empowerment is one of my big like values, I'm actually not doing anything for International Women's Day this week, which I think is on Sunday, um, just because I have not had the time to put into doing anything proper with it. Yeah. And I don't really just want to do a tokenistic post, like shouting out to all my girls, um, <laughs> because it's such a strong value of mine. I really would love to do something deeper, but... I think it's about yeah being realistic and honest about how much time you've got and not bending over backwards for yeah for something that you actually need to put a bit of effort into. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And it, it basically comes down to like if you're not going to do it properly, don't do it because yeah, exactly. There's no point just posting for the sake of it. And I think it's so easy to get mixed up with um your business doing well and your social media growing because I think a lot of people go like oh well I have to post every day or I lose followers and it's like yeah but no one who actually interacts with your business on social media and actually enjoys what you do is going to unfollow you because you don't post as much that's just like the sort of ghost followers and like any I don't know if there's still bots hanging about on Instagram um I'm guessing so and that kind of thing like there's just because you have loads of followers that doesn't mean that you have a successful business and you can no, have a... yeah completely like these last two months have been the best months for rock rose and i've actually kind of fallen out of love a little bit with doing talking to camera stories so yeah. i've just not been showing up as much in that way um i've been doing really good like high value 
grid content instead um, and having a lot more conversations with people behind the scenes and DMs. Mm. Um, but just because I've not been showing up in stories doesn't mean that I've lost followers and it doesn't mean that I'm not earning as much. Like, yeah, social media success definitely doesn't equal business success at all. Yeah, like the numbers you need to be looking at are the ones like in your bank account as opposed to like the ones on a yeah. screen because they don't really mean anything. Whereas like it doesn't, if your business has like a hundred followers, but you make enough money to live off, that's more successful than someone who has a hundred thousand followers, but doesn't make any money. Like it's oh, yeah. focusing I, one on of the my right friends, She's got like... 900 followers maybe 700 and she's fully booked in at the start of the year in january she was fully booked until may that's amazing Um, and she her business coach i know keeps making her put her prices up to make her even more exclusive and all it does is encourage more and more people to book um yet she's got 700 followers and um you know other people will probably judge her on that success Mm -hmm. and not how well her business is actually doing yeah that's actually so incredible and yeah it just proves my point like and one one yeah. of my friends is the same she's got I think like four or five hundred but she again fully booked until May she's just taking on a member of staff and it's like make sure you focus on the numbers that matter like not the vanity metrics because yeah it's nice to have loads of Instagram followers it's very validating for our ego but it doesn't really mean anything yeah and for me like i obviously ten thousand followers it's a nice little validation thing but um i wouldn't be able to run my social media accounts in the same way that i do if i had that many followers Mm. you know and keep up with the same level of community and engagement and everything like that um so for me i'm actually not that bothered about like exponential growth um for me it's more important to keep this sense of community that I've got going and still build these relationships in the same way that I currently do. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And if you think about how many clients you need anyway, you wouldn't be able to take on 10,000 clients. Like you need a couple of clients a month to sort of, you know, make more than enough money. So it doesn't matter if you don't have so many followers because you don't need all of those people to buy from you. Oh, definitely um gosh if even like 10 percent of them all suddenly decided to inquire i'd be inundated and won't get any work done for a week (laughs) (laughs) when i know when people are starting out with using social media for their business it can be really frustrating when they're not really getting much feedback obviously i think people underestimate how long it takes to start getting engagement um consistently So do you have any tips for people to, um, I guess, grow their their online presence to the point where they do get engagement to um, sort of attract their ideal clients even when they're just yeah. starting out? Yeah, I guess it goes back to doing that research early on about mm. who your clients actually are. Um, I've worked with, I would say, 90% of the businesses I've worked with they've got a vague idea or sometimes no idea about their audience and yeah. then they wonder why their content isn't landing because mm-hmm. it, they're not actually speaking to anybody really um, and they've not got any sort of goals or intentions. They're, they're just posting on social media 
because they think that that's what they need to do now they've got a business Um, and because other people do it and they actually use it in pretty much exactly the same way they do their personal one with no sort of strategy behind it. So doing that deep dive into your um, clients early on is really, really important and creating content that they would find valuable and helpful. Um, You know, how can you help them? What is going on in their world that maybe you can... um, help them solve a problem or what can you talk about that will make them love you and feel like you're in their head and you know you're kind of on that journey with them um and also I think if you want an engaged a highly engaged account and you want people to engage in with you you've also got to give some so taking time to um comment share and get involved in conversations with other people who do similar to you other people in your area um and seeing where your um perfect clients hang out you know what hashtags they're getting involved in and um, commenting on those and getting involved in those conversations as well um giving engagement i think is such an undervalued part of building a social media community um and like you said don't expect overnight results it takes time i would say a good six months yeah. at least before you start getting you know really nice juicy comments who are people and getting people who are following you who you know aren't just your friends or immediate community you know getting new people discovering you um it does take time um but when it does it kind of it is like that uh pushing a boulder up a hill mm-hmm. you get to a point where you've built momentum and it kind of isn't as difficult as it was for like the first few months yeah totally and you never know how close you are to that so you just yeah. gotta keep keep going with it if it's something that you're passionate about like you've got to keep going with it and yeah I think that's such a good point about actively like giving engagement because I think it's really easy to be like oh that's cringe I'm not gonna do that but like if you want it if you want your social media to grow that's how it, how it's gonna grow because like if you're not talking to anyone why would they come and talk to you yeah and I think what I was saying before was I see my social media followers as almost friends or kind of have that same mentality yeah so if I was that person in a friendship group who just sat there talking about myself all the time and not letting other people interject in conversation (laughs) or you know get a breath in then I I probably wouldn't have friends for very long Um, you know they wouldn't invite me out to um, events anymore Um, because Jen just talks about herself all the time and it's exactly the same in the conversations that you have online um you know, I, I hate to be that person, but I'm going to say it. Um, it's called social for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's conversations. That's all marketing is. It's conversations and having them in the right way with the right people to get them to buy your stuff or be interested in your stuff. Yeah, and I think that's such a good point. And it's something that's come up quite a lot on this podcast um, when I've been speaking to people. It's like, it's so important to remember that your followers and the people who are engaged with you online they're not just numbers and no one appreciates a sales pitch before you've even had a chance to like engage with the content because it just makes it so obvious that that's all you're there for like it's about community it's about building those relationships it's not just about getting a quick sale out of it oh yeah no one goes to social media to be sold to You know, we go there as distractions, as escapism, to be inspired, to learn something, to connect with people, um, or, you know, get spy and see what some friends are up to. 
Um, and as businesses, we sit in amongst all of that, you know, amongst the celebrities that people follow, amongst the other big brands that they follow, amongst their friends and family. And I think if we um, show up selling, it's going to stick out really, really nastily. Mm. You know, it's like a weed in a beautiful, beautiful garden. Um, so I think we have to show up um, with that same mindset as what people would want. Um, you know, being friendly, being helpful, being lovely and being all about community and stuff. Um, yeah, and not going in with the hard sell. No one likes that. No, no one likes that. Right. Amazing. And I think that's such a great point to, to end on. So thank you, Jen, for joining me on the podcast today. Where can listeners find you online? Um, so all of my social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is at Rock Rose Digital, or one word. And my website is www.rockrosedigital.co.uk amazing thank you thank you so much to jan for being my guest today and thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you have a spare minute please do rate and review it or even better share it with someone who would also find it useful see you next week for more content you can read my blog or sign up to the sunday session which is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation I send out every Sunday evening to get you excited for the week ahead. You'll find both of these at independentgirlscollective.com and you can also follow me on Instagram for more tips and advice. I am at independentgirlscollective on there. Until next time.